previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. We found out that we need to go talk to the tattoo artist um, within the tavern, and her name is Amber. Oh yeah. You can see who you assume to be Amber sitting at her tattoo chair outside. As Amber is working through something through their drawers, you can see somebody who is masked trying to sneak up behind her. Amber's probably in danger. And while that is happening, you're going to take a crossbow bolt. Yikes. As soon as they saw that, when a wolf goes by her, she's going to pull out two daggers from her drawer. Okay, so Miss Ma'am, okay, she's ready to fight. When you say drawers, do you mean like a cabinet or like their underwear? Yes. Okay. I'm into this. Okay. So I like to imagine that there are sports in the fairy realm that both Cherry and Humphrey are familiar with. And Humphrey goes, hey, TV up. I'm going to do my impression of the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I want I want Cherry to chuck him up in the air like a t-ball. Oh, yeah. You know when a dog tosses its head and then throws something? That's what happens with this man's body. <laughs> And Humphrey just calls a shot, points out into the distance, and clocks this dude right off the roof. And I say, sir, um, in case you didn't know, you're going to lose this battle. So if you don't have any important information for us, we cannot help you live past this uh, certain situation. I was hired to kill this one. Amber was our hit. He'll give you the location of how he receives the instructions so you can follow that up. He is a secret log in the woods. I said we kill him. He was going to kill me. So now I'm going to kill him. You can watch, or you don't have to watch. But I'm going to do it. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM. Uh, hi, I'm Katie, and I'm still not sure what order we're going in for this season. Hi, I'm Brandon, and I'm trying to talk faster than Tisha. Also, I play Humphrey Evan After. So sorry. My name is Tisha. I play Edith Wins Thereafter. I, I, I don't know what to say to that. You can go as fast or slow as you want. If we pause for a breath, you jump in. Yeah. I mean, those are just consequences of actions, but you don't have... <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, hey, I'm Michael B. Jordan. I play Florals in Spring. And I'm actually the one that taught Megan the Stallion how to use her knees efficiently and effectively to twerk. So, Is that your go-to move? Yeah. It's like Megan B. Stallion is famous because of me. So makes a lot of sense now that you say my that. mentorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important you get your credit. Mm-hmm. It's important. Absolutely. People need to know. So you heard it here on Real Gay Roleplay. Michael B. Jordan taught Megan B. Stallion how to twerk. Was this before or after Space Jam? This is, yeah, before Space Jam. Uh, Megan B. Stallion's been famous for quite some time, and I mentored her while she was going to the University of Houston. I thought Michael B. Jordan was the guy from Tacala. Yeah, from from Tacala. From Black Panther. I know. <laughs> we both went along. You also heard it here that Michael B. Jordan is also an alumni of the University of Houston. Go Cougs. What did you say their mascot is? The Cougars. Oh. What did you think I said? I thought that was a K at the end, not yeah, a G. I also thought it was a K, and I was like, well, it's it's probably short for something. 
Oh no, Gokugs. <laughs> no, their mascot's the Gokus. <laughs> oh my, that would be that would be so sick. <laughs> Aren't the Redskins looking for a new name? Oh my god. They've been going by the football, the football team, team. I'm pretty sure. That's what they went with. So yep. good. It's shady. I love it. They just I keep that. that. Their, their icon should just be a football or like a football helmet on their football helmet. <laughs> Speaking that. of uh, football, we have a question and the question is, is related in a way. I don't even know the question. I don't know how I'm trying to segue and tie it together. The question is, what could you give a very long presentation on without any preparation? Okay, well, aside from being Michael B. Jordan, who is an alumni of the University of Houston (laughs) and also mentor of Megan Thee Stallion, clearly what I can give a presentation on without any type of preparation would be all things K-pop. Like, yeah, Yeah. that's, yeah, that's easy. I can talk y'all's heads off. And especially like cultural impact, especially like African-American influence, hip hop and R&B in the K-pop world and how a lot of writers for the popular K-pop music that y'all have heard these days, or if you've not heard any, were actually written by black people. So it's just like, yeah, I, I got this. As a matter of fact, we're not doing an episode of Real Gay Roleplay. We're doing an episode of Jonathan talking about K-pop. So <laughs> yeah. Did you say K-pop was written by a lot of black people? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, popular songs that it, that had black writers behind them. That's so cool. Speaking of something that's not cool, was that the Wonder Girls, who y'all know, did a song with Akon? No, you're not allowed to go into your long speech. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll well, go next. We'll save that for a different podcast. <laughs> you got me this time. <laughs> My topic that I could give a long speech on without research, mostly because I've already done a lot of research on it previously, is modern day religious discrimination through institutionalized practices. Like, I did my thesis in college about how a lot of modern day planning practices, like a lot of planning and zoning laws in cities and and different states, discriminate against certain religious practices and They do that in order to keep kind of the undesirables out of higher income areas. Oh, you ain't lying. I've heard about that, too. It's real shitty. And, like, it's all over the place, too. Oh, my gosh. I mostly focused, in my thesis, I focused on, like, uh, Santeria and how it was just, like, discriminated in certain cities in South Florida, like in Miami. Coral Gables, specifically, was, like, saying that you can't sacrifice animals on your own property and they but they weren't allowed to say that because that was religious discrimination so it was like things about how you have to have a leash for your animal in public but it doesn't matter if it's a cat or a dog you don't need a leash for those but any other animals you need a leash for and also you can't keep a chicken coop on your property unless it's at least 100 feet from any residential dwelling but the houses there are so close together that you physically can't do that Mm -hmm. it's just loopholes of racism Mm. exactly i even looked up the police bylaws the i don't know rule book for what they give to people who first get a job as a police officer and it literally says even if you get like a noise complaint if you go to the property and you notice something that is related to certain religious practices you can just start arresting people it says you can't like physically arrest them but you can write them literally a ticket for anything if you see their vehicle parked a little bit off the curb write ticket if they're too loud write ticket just give as many fines as you can 
Dang. And it's literally, yeah, it's literally used to just keep those that are different out and make it harder for them yeah. to live a peaceful life. That's like, it's super important. And I'm going to go next just because I feel like I, mine is just as important. I can talk about reality competition shows, any of them, all of them, <laughs> all at once, international. If it's Australian, Canadian, US, UK, or Netherlands, I can talk about it. Thank God you started talking about that. It needs more attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Winners, losers. Uh, yes, I can tell you the order. I can tell you who's the first person eliminated off of most shows because it's something that I decided was something needs to be in my memory. So have you been watching Fuckboy Island? I, what? <laughs> I, Love Island? You know what I did Love get Island. was an email to audition for that. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> I didn't too. Are you kidding me? Oh, I don't God, know no. this. I don't know the premise of the show. I assume I think it's... you're not allowed to have sex, right? No, that's hot. That's too hot to handle, or something like that. Oh, the point of the show to have sex? Kind of. It's supposed to be. I think it was more like you're trying to figure out who's just a fuckboy and who's not. And I'm like, I. How did you peg me as a fuckboy, though? Right. Look at my husband. Would you be auditioning as a fuckboy? I, it, it didn't specify, but I didn't fit the other, like, looking for love one, so. Oh. Do you have to wear a backwards cap the whole time? <laughs> I wanted to audition for The Bachelor, and I still want to, just as, like, I'm just here to, like, hit on all the girls. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> it was, like, 16 God. ladies here for me. Yeah. <laughs> But I just don't know if they'll, you know, like, read me. It's <laughs> like okay, a... Gregory. I don't want your rose. Hey, you take the rose <laughs> and give it to another woman. Marry me. <laughs> Vanessa, please. There's been <laughs> like, lesbian relationships that came out of The Bachelor. But it was... Is that, like the Philippines? Oh, in think so. I in... think they were both bisexual. Nice. I mean, there's always uh, Tila Tequila. Uh-uh. Oh, God. No. That show was such... Danny was robbed, and I feel so bad for her. Danny was robbed, but now she's, like, hanging out with the Kardashians. Tila Tequila or Danny? Danny. Danny. Oh. Also, she was so attractive. Mm-hmm. Tila Tequila's, like, far right. Wait, who? I was going to say, oh, Tila, Tila Ke- was. She found Jesus. She yeah. did find Jesus. I used to love Tila Tequila and just be absolutely in love with her until the show ended, and then she became some... Who the hell is she even? She's not who I thought she was. She is alt-right as fuck. Yeah. Yep. It blew my mind. See, I don't talk the same way off the podcast as I do on the podcast. But in my head, I was saying a lot of awful things. But in, in, in out loud, I was just saying, not a person of color, like doing this like girl it looks bad don't don't do that speaking of the way people talk that segues into mine i could give a presentation on the importance of intonation and gender analysis and intonation and how likely you are to get a job uh, after you've interviewed depending on how you've used intonation and also the more important thing is I can give a presentation on how Sapir-Whorf theory in linguistics is complete and utter bullshit and has been used to spearhead uh, like cultural erasure and identity of non-white people. Ooh, that's fantastic. And I can also talk about my dog for a long time too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine's not as impressive as everyone's. Mine's just like my rabbit's. Probably fish tanks now, maybe? Oh, yeah. You've done a lot of research on fish tanks. Well, I mean, for Recently. fish tanks, don't you have to like have like pH balances and stuff like that? 
Yeah, yeah, but I have a testing kit that does all of the chemistry and shit involved in that. Mm -hmm. It's just annoying things like the nitrogen cycle, which is like the process of, like, they're called beneficial bacteria. It's kind of like how you have bacteria that live in your stomach that turn all of the stuff that you don't normally process into stuff that your body can actually use. Yeah. It's the same thing for, like, fish waste, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just the plants and the bacteria and the soil and in the filter all work together to make it an ecosystem. See? Look at you. Go, queen. Thank you. That is impressive. I would not know where to even begin. I don't even like fish. Right. <laughs> it is very overwhelming. They smell. But probably yeah. because I don't know how to do... <laughs> probably because I don't know I don't anything know about the what nitrogen cycle know. Yeah, exactly. If I was staying in this house, I would get fish. I just don't want to ever move a fish tank again. Oh. Yeah. Mine are 10 gallon. They're small. I had a 55 that I moved once. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, we had a 50-gallon tank growing up. I couldn't imagine getting that to a new home. There was an apartment, like a second-floor apartment, too, so we had to go up the stairs. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. You know, that's a, that's a drain. Drain everything and set it up from scratch kind of situation, which sucks when it's planted. Like Throw the whole thing away and then buy a new one. <laughs> no, because they're also really expensive. They are. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, I have disposable income, so it's not an issue for me. Yeah. <laughs> Double income, no kids. Hello. <laughs> oh my god! Y'all saw that TikTok of uh, it's a puppy sleeping and like this like lavish ass bed. And it's like when you have two millennial parents with a dual income and no children. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I saw another one use the same audio that was like, "You're a previously abused dog that's afraid of all men, but you get adopted by two lesbians." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Speaking of lesbians, let's play D and D. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yes. That actually wasn't a bad it, it correlated. No, it didn't. Not not at all. <laughs> what does D&D stand for for lesbians? Dungeons and Dragons. I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say dykes and dildos, but you fair, Katie, you're right. Oh, that's cute though. A stand. I don't that word makes me cringe. So does the F slur. I hate that word so much. Oh, but but I say that all the time. I can't say I it around Bay because he like hates it. But I'm but I say it all the time because I, I love me and that's what I call myself. Yeah. I had a, I had a conversation recently with my mother on why she can't say it, mm-hmm. even if somebody says it to her. Oh, well. Like, yeah. yeah. The very first, one of the very first times I was talking to Bay, we were chatting. He was like, what are you doing? And he was sending me a message on Facebook and I was like doing Epsler stuff. And he was like, oh, that's not cute. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, well. I do not like that for you. Yeah, some people are, some people are really against it. Well, I just don't know a single gay person who hasn't had it screamed at them from a car flying past. Me? I mean, that's the point, right? You haven't had, you've never had anybody call you the F-slur? Not screaming at a, screaming. My brother did. So never mind. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Got it. I, I think that's that's the point is that... You're reclaiming your time. And, and by reclaiming the word, it lessens the impact that somebody has that power over you by using it on you. So, you know, you could be like, yeah, I am. Who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. It's nothing negative. It doesn't change who I am. And it's not something for you to look down on me for. So by reclaiming it, that's that's the whole purpose of reclaiming words, obviously. Does anyone remember what happened last time on Roll Gay Roll Play? <laughs> you guys were just in a fight, and because you successfully beat the bad guys, you actually just leveled up as well. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So did we fight them because one of them called us the F slur. Uh, <laughs> <you> gotta... <laughs> 
Also, I love that we're continuing the tradition of not knowing we're leveling up until right before the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tale is old as time. You know what? To be fair, none of us would level up our characters beforehand anyway, so. That's fair. Rude. I have a life. Leveling up is the one thing I don't plan. You guys have to remind me, and then I go, oh, that's fine. Bitch, we remind you every episode. Yes, but you're not going to level level up up every episode, though. You guys want to level up because you like found a book. You know what I mean? Um, that was hard work. You're like, I turned over this rock. Do I level up? Yes. Depends on the book. <laughs> Good ass book. Oh goodness. I don't know how it works in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> so Amber is homegirl that we just found. We saved her life. Go us. They right. I have she and they written down because I have it interchangeable in my notes. So. Okay. Interchangeable. All right. Well, did anything change with your level up? Is there anything like spectacular that you guys or, can do now? Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that. I have a thing now. It's called Land Stride, Ooh. and what Land Stride does is ew, 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 ew. Okay. Um. <laughs> moving Jonathan, through non so masks. Stop it. <laughs> um. Moving through non-magical, difficult terrain costs you no extra movement. And you can also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them. And uh, without taking damage for them. You have advantage on saving throws against plants that are magically created or manipulated to impede movement. Ooh. Nice. So, I'm a slippery bitch. (laughs) Speaking of slippery bitches, (laughs) my level up, I took a warlock level up, gives me Misty Escape. So, if I get attacked... As soon as I take damage, I have the ability to teleport and turn invisible Ooh. for a little, a little bit of time. Yeah, the invisibility factor of it. How like short is it? Uh, turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space. Remain invisible until the start of your next turn or until you attack. So it's basically a free cast of Misty Step and invisibility. Ooh, will you get all soggy and shit? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but when I disappear, the mist is going to smell like baked goods. Oh, I oh stand. I love that. <laughs> jarring that would be during a battle like a bloodthirsty be like ooh, that's good <laughs> wait a damn minute hold on maybe i'm just hungry do we need to fight <laughs> isn't it like in malls where there's a cinnabon like sales go up like a certain percentage it's like battles where there's the the misty step see a plus five damage increase on jaffridge it's not gonna be good baked good smell it's gonna be like the fake shit in disney main street where you smell it pumping out the sides of the building Oh, gross. Like if it came in a Febreze can. Yes, the super artificial. You could tell, but Disney doesn't care. Sugar cookies, TM. Oh my god, yeah. Does somebody light a scented candle that's supposed to smell like baked goods here? Uh, I just got an ability improvement, and I put it into my strengths, and now I have 20. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That gives you pluses in all of those strength things, right? Saving throws and athletics. It does, but I can't go any higher, so. Without magic. I know, take magic. Magic can make you go higher. What about Edith? Anything change? She got a second, fourth level spell slot. She also got something called potent spell casting. You add your wisdom modifier to the damage you deal with any cleric cantrip. Hmm. Oh. Okay. And I got an ability score modifier, but I put it in something that doesn't make a difference yet. Like it went from a even number to an odd number, so there's no extra pluses. Or, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. 
cool. All right, so then now that we've leveled up, uh, we'll start right where we left off. You guys just killed two assassins that were coming after Amber. Amber is now digging through the assassin's pockets. You can see that she takes a dagger off of one of them and puts it in her pocket and just empties out the pockets. She throws some gold on the ground, doesn't really find anything else in there. Can Cherry yoink that gold? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there is 12 gold there. Nice. Can I, like, do these assassins have, like, masks on? Uh, they have hoods over their faces. Is it possible that I can, I'd, like, maybe look at them, inspect them, and see if they look familiar or anything? So you can remove them back. They're both human. You don't recognize them. Not someone that you've seen before. So probably not somebody from the town. They don't look like they are from the fairy area, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I look over at Amber and I say, Oi, Amber, it seems that you were uh, under an assassination attempt. Would you happen to know why you would be on the list of being assassinated? Mm, not the first time. Don't know who I pissed off this time. Could be a bad tattoo. Could be something else. I don't recognize them. They don't have an ID. The daggers are pretty dull, so I don't know how much damage they would have done to me. Still appreciate the help. Oi, that's fantastic. So, why would anyone be attempting to uh, assassinate you to begin with? I don't know. Some people have grudges. Piss people off. I don't have a bubbly personality. Plus, I get in a lot of fights. Or, so this, uh, this assassination attempt would not have to, would not have anything to do with, um, scurvy, would it? I don't know. What do you know about scurvy? I know that our dear friend Scurvy, uh, one of my dear friends as well, is actually deceased uh, at this moment. And I want to make sure that um, we do not reach the same fight with your... Scurvy's dead? Damn. Oh my goodness. Do we have a serial killer in our midst? Sounds like an investigation. It sounds like a job for the realm's best mystery murder solver. And she holds up her glass and drinks out of it. And it says Realm's Best Mystery Murder Solver. Oh my god. Cherry has like detransformed from a wolf and is finding this all very overwhelming. So she's just like in a corner somewhere. Does she like smell anything weird though? Like is there anything that she can notice on the assassins that she wouldn't have noticed while they were fighting? Uh, I think we can just safely say that you're not going to notice anything on them. Okay. They're not, their bodies just aren't going to be very much used to you aside from that 12 gold. Oi, Amber, you seem a little uh, standoffish, uh, and that's our Kai, because we don't really know each other. But we have quite a few questions for you, and hopefully uh, we can gain your trust so that we can get these questions answered. Yeah, I'm. this is just how I am. Don't mean to be standoffish. I appreciate the help you gave me, and knowing that you were helping Scurvy now that she's dead. Did you say murder, though? Is she dead or was she murdered? Um, you know what, Amber? What would be perfect here? I'm seeing a pattern. Uh, you can be bad cop in this investigation, and Florals here can be good cop, and we'll do a good cop, bad cop. And it'll. It, th- this is just lining up real sweet here. Or I love being the good cop. Uh, I th- I think that question that uh that concept is a little outdated from what I've heard. Uh, a cab. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You're right. Dude. Let's give him a different name. Okay. Good investigator, bad investigator. Wait, that sounds bad. Hold on. How about we talk inside, since we're talking about some stuff that not everybody needs to know about? 
Or that's a splendid idea. See? Exactly. Look at you. I don't know if I'm comfortable about going inside with a bunch of cops. <laughs> All right, we'll give them different names. What kind of name do you want to be in this mystery murder investigation? Humphrey. Okay, Humphrey. Uh, that's, that's my brother. It's a good name. Amber has already walked away and gone to the side of the building where there is an employees-only door that she enters and locks from the inside. Floral grabs Cherry's hand and says, Y'all come with me, missus? And he dons a hat that looks kind of like a cowboy hat. I mean, a cop hat, but it's not really. And he begins walking (laughs) hand in hand with Cherry to where Amber is. Cool. The door that Amber has entered is locked from the inside. That's because it's for employees only. You can't go in there. But you also don't see an obvious door to the shop on the front either. Can I do an investigation check again? <laughs> Probably you should, yeah. Okay. 13. Yeah, so upon going along the wall on the front of the building, you can see that there is a bookshelf that is fixed to the wall. And there is a rectangular crack on the outside of it. So you can see that there is some sort of opening that's there. But you don't see how to open it yet. But you know this bookshelf moves with the wall. I have is an there idea. a fucking cipher somewhere? Are there books on this bookshelf or is it empty? Yes, there are books on the bookshelf. Um, I start pulling all the books. Like just pulling them out. Awesome. As you're pulling the books, they all do come off of the bookshelf. Are you looking at them at all when you're pulling them, or are you just, like, pulling them to try and see if there's, like, a lever involved? That. That one. Number two. Okay. Yeah. All the books come off and land on the ground. So then I start looking at the books to see if there's any clue as to how to get this to move. While he's doing that, uh, Edith is going to back up a little bit, tap her staff, and cast Dimension Door, Mm. and just put herself on the other side of the door and unlock it from the inside of the, the staff door. Nice. That's a high-level spell to use for this. <laughs> Best investigator. <laughs> so, okay, so you're going into the employee door to let them in? I, I'm, I'm here for a, an expeditious time, not a long time. <laughs> Great. When you dimension door through, Amber's on the other side, and she's this is for employees only. What are you doing here? Go to the front. Oh, well, we couldn't figure out how to open the front door, so I'm just going to unlock this one, and we'll just walk through the back to the front. All right, uh, thank you. And she unlocks the door. <laughs> and Amber physically pushes you out the door and shuts it again. Rude. Oh, Jesus. That was rough. Okay, so apparently we have to go through a front door, but she wouldn't. Listen, I talked to Amber and I walked through that door. I tried to let us all in and she pushed me out. She is, she is definitely not the nice one of our investigation, Mr. Murdery group. Or nor, so it seems that we need to find another door. So, I I am still looking at the books, and I got a 16. Uh, As you're looking at the books, you found one book that says how to open a door. I immediately read it. (laughs) There's only one page that has anything written on it, and it says, three ducks in a row. Oi, I found a clue on how to open the door. It says, three ducks in a row. You can see as you knocked over all the rest of the books that there are ducks on the ground now that were inside the other books. Wait, no, I got this one. I can. It's probably voice activated. A quick, 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 quick. That was four quacks. Well, I'm sorry that I was in a different world while you were in math class. Cherry is gonna <laughs> tell you all to sit on the ground. 
I pick up the three ducks. I pick up the ducks and I put them on a row. I put them in a row on the bookshelf. A goose. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as Humphrey says goose and you put the final duck on the bookshelf, the door cracks open. I told you it was force activated. Oi, it seems we have the door open. And I'm going to just peek on through and see if I can find Amber. And maybe uh, we can get this investigation on the roll. Be careful. She seems she seems nice, but she's quite pushy. <laughs> so I open the door, and what happens? So when you open the door, uh, inside there's just dark wooden walls with large pieces of art on it. You, it looks basically like a big speakeasy with a back area. A long bar takes up most of the wall to your left with stools in front. There's a sitting area off to the right with a fireplace, bookshelves, and tufted uh, couches and chairs. A half wall separates the back of the shop where Amber is there. Uh, she's spraying and wiping down a padded table back there. Bright colorful bottles are meticulously arranged on the shelves hanging from the wall behind her, uh, right next to a bisexual pride flag. Yes. And she says, figured it out. Good job. Welcome to Amber Loggers, Loggers and Ink. I got loggers and I got ink. Do, do we have to drink the ink? I would not suggest drinking the ink. What's a lager? Like for trees? Lager is a type of beer. Oh, a lager. Okay. Lager. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you keep saying lager, but I think you're meaning lager. You can drink the ink. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ori Amber, good afternoon. I am Florals in Spring, but you can call me Clear. And we have quite a few questions to ask you about Scurvy. And maybe some of the things that they were working on before they were murdered. Yeah, so she was murdered. Yes. Do you know how? Uh, we are not quite sure, but we definitely know that there was a scuffle in her abode um, before she passed. Okay. Yeah, she was... So obviously you know, based on your friends here, that there's been some dimension issues between the fairy world and ours are absolutely and we are here to solve that problem and get some of our friends back to where they belong so scurvy had an elixir that she can make to transport between the two worlds the problem is she can't get there anymore because she's out of ingredients and one of the ingredients is from the fairy world it's a really big issue she ran out of the ingredient now we can't get there to get more uh, would you happen to know what the ingredient is? She didn't share the actual recipe with me. She's actually the only one that knows it. But I know she kept the elixir recipe hidden. She said it's in her house. Oh, Nor, maybe, uh, maybe, Amber, you can come with us and we can go investigate the house together. Do y'all, y'all think the secret ingredient might be uh, werewolf hair or gumdrop buttons? Fingers yeah. crossed. Also, Cherry has a bunch of herbs from the other world that she has. Yeah, but those were found in oh, her garden. Oh, no, those were from Scurvy's yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's right. Amber will say, I do have something that might help. She, hang on. Uh, she'll go into a drawer, find a ring, and put it on her finger. Which finger? Her right ring finger. So they're single. They are single. <laughs> and Amber leans down next to her padded table, waves her hand over the floor, and a floorboard opens up. And she says, here, scurvy had this was a way to get to the elixir. And it's a big gold medallion of a sun. So this is a way to get to the elixir. I know it's hidden in her house, and this is somehow supposed to help. 
Does Cherry recognize any of this symbol? Uh, no, it just looks like a fun sun. Okay. Not like in a specific style that's specific to like the fairy world or whatever? No, nothing that you would recognize. This was definitely made from here. Just helps scurvy out. Okay. Um, and Amber will say, while I have you guys here, uh, I mean, this is obviously very important. I do have a way to give you guys a tattoo from the magic realm. If there's a little boost of something that you might need, maybe a specific area, a skill set that you might be lacking in, might be uh, something I can help you out with. If anyone's up for getting tattooed. How well do you think uh, like a cooked cookie dough might hold tattoo ink? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the other side of your body? I've tattooed on some weird skin. N- never cookie. Maybe we could just paint it on. We could try it. Yeah, we we could just paint it on. I'm sure the, my dough would probably soak it right up. I'm so upset at this. I don't think you're wrong either. <laughs> if you want it on the cookie side, it's fine. I'm adaptable. What kind of magic tattoos are we talking about here? Well, depends on what you need some help in. Tell me what you're lacking in, and maybe we can work something out. Out of character. This was actually a Patreon poll that I released a few weeks ago. I, uh, actually, it'd be like over a month since this episode's in November. So... Uh, I asked our Patreon members what magic tattoo Amber would be able to give them, and they have decided that if you get a magical tattoo, it can add plus two to any one of your skills. Oh, so it gives you like a proficiency bonus, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. So if you're lacking in like religion or insight or something that you want to boost on, we'll find a design that correlates to that, that Amber can put on you, and you can take a plus two to it for your tattoo. Oh, I have an idea. You know what? I always wanted to be an investigator, and even my coffee mug won't tell me that I'm the realm's best investigator because I'm really bad at investigating. Uh, That's why I kind of picked on you two to be the, you know, good investigator, bad investigator, but really I'm the bad investigator. Uh, If you could maybe give me a monocle. People with monocles are always really good at investigating. Monocle. It's fun. I can do a monocle. Or a pipe. A monocle. I want it on the inside of my elbow. That is a very painful spot. Have you had a tattoo before? (laughs) I have not. Also, wouldn't that rub away? Like, you'd have to get the tattoo multiple times. Yeah, but, like, when I don't want to be an investigator, I just close my arm up. (laughs) And then, but, I still have the power of being a good investigator, and it's a secret. And then I just open my arm like a wing, and I'm like, ba-bow, I got you. Those questions were purposeful. See how that works? No. Oh, okay. No, I also don't. I don't mind it. Hop on the table. Clean your arm up. Yeah, monocle on the inside. This is going to hurt. Just don't move, okay? Realm's best stay stiller. (laughs) Great. It's on my coffee mug now, and I'm drinking out of it. Uh, Amber pulls out a magic tattoo machine, which we've seen before. Puts in a brand new needle for you, dips it in some ink, and starts going. It does hurt. How about the other three? While she's outlining a monocle on the inside crook of the elbow. Uh, I I personally would like to uh, help myself get along better with my fellow teammates here. So if y'all wouldn't mind, I would like to get a, uh, I'd like to get a tattoo of Cherry's wolf form on my neck. Uh. And I want that to boost my animal handling. Nice. My animal handling is also really bad. My animal handling is really good. 
Lol. Are you doing like the front of your neck or the side of your neck or the back of your neck? Actually, scratch that. I've got a better idea. Uh, I have tried since I lived in the magic realm. I did, in fact, try to make friends with all the little woodland creatures and such. So if I could get one of them, one of them little, a couple little birdies on my lower back, actually. So I want it to go halfway across so that it's it's half painted on my cookie side and half tattooed onto my skin side. Okay. And I want this to be like trashy birds. I want this to be like the birds that you see on porn stars, like that half sparrow thing that's always diving. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> porn star sparrows on the lower back. Done. Easy. Uh, won't hurt as bad. Does your cookie side feel pain at all? Only emotional, ma'am. Oh. You'll sit just fine. Good. Cool. You have porn star sparrows on your <laughs> lower back now. Oh, goddamn. That emotionally startles my cookie side. That fucking hurts me emotionally. <laughs> okay. Oh. I need you to not move. Stop moving. I feel like she should be making performance checks. <laughs> <laughs> they need to, if they roll a nat That's one fair. tattoo in one of us. That's fair. Okay. We can have, we can have them roll. Kind of like a slide of, a, a slide of hand check, right? You have to be steady. Yeah, sleight of hand sounds accurate. You can do sleight of hand. So for the first tattoo, the monocle, we got a 19 plus 4. So that's a great tattoo. Ooh. Looks so uh, good. Didn't hurt at Porn all. Star Sparrows is actually a 16 plus 4, so 20. Okay, okay. Still a decent, still a good tattoo. So maybe maybe it's not as wonky as I thought it was. I'm almost starting only cookies account with these tattoos. <laughs> great. I think I'm very funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Thank you. How about? Uh, oh no! Wait, hang on. Dolly fans. Do do Dolly fans. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, how about Flora? How about Cleo? Cleo um, looks at Ian and says, "Well, I I would like a a tattoo of a door that is slightly ajar and tour eyes peeking out of it." Cool. And I want to raise my stealth. Where do you want it? I would like it. Um, how do you say um, a tramp stamp? Cool. Another lower back. Should not be surprised at all. Everyone gets them out here. It's where the magic is stored. Well, I can say that Cherry is a child. So the fact that she's seriously considering getting a tattoo means that you guys are really bad influence. <laughs> well, we did just take you to a bar last episode. I know, right? Also, you're from like a different dimension. Like, do the rules apply? Yeah, what's the drinking age in the Feywild? Ooh, good I question. Know. Maybe it's one of those societies where, like, the water is just not that trustable, so everyone just drinks really watered-down beer all the time. Oh. The Feywild's actually France. I can't. Oh, it's just <laughs> wine for lunch. Fucking light beers. Welcome to Bud Lightia. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have, like, one door on each ass cheek, and then when you open it up, the eyes... Oh, my Sorry. God. Inside the book. Pull my flaps. Oh my God. <laughs> this tattoo's a pop-up book. Ooh, interactive. <laughs> I have to go to church. <laughs> what is what is this door uh, with the eyes representing? What skill is it? Stealth. Stealth. Very good. Cool. We've got a couple tramp stamps now, and we've got a monocle on the cook of the elbow. So what happens if I get a good roll? What happens if you get oh, a good roll? Oh, that's right. I got a roll for you. I get to increase my stealth? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, you get to increase your stealth by two. Yes. However, maybe you were struggling a little bit with this tattoo, because Amber rolled a ten. Ew. 
Uh oh. So there may be just like a couple of the lines have a little bit of a blowout on them. Oh. Maybe the background isn't, and the inside of the closet isn't completely dark where there's not eyes. The eyes are different sizes. Maybe I, I feel like probably florals of spring was like really, really ticklish. Mm, could be a couple of jack lines, but overall, you get the concept of the tattoo, and you still got your bonus to it because the magical ink was still used. Okay. Chris, I've decided that if I ever got a tattoo, I want to FaceTime you while it's happening. Yes! <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of, Amber will say, so I'm not going to force you to get a tattoo because you're like a kid, but I can be really light and gentle as long as you can hold still. Mm, no one can tell my grandma if we ever get back. <laughs> we can make it really small. Hide it wherever. Okay. She is going to... Uh, I feel like kids always just get tattoos on their upper arm, though. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah. god, yeah, if like flames or I heart grandma or something. Yeah, exactly. She is looking for, do you think Arcana would help being able to tell when things are from my world? Maybe. I think our party has a lot of good Arcana. Okay. I do not. I have a plus seven. Oh. I have a negative one. Does anyone have good medicine? Because mine's a negative two right now. Mine's also a negative two. <laughs> Okay, let's do medicine, so at least that's not negative two. Oh, I, I have a plus four in medicine. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm decent. I still think that that's a little better than getting my animal handling better, because I am just a big, giant, scary wolf. It's true. You know that Caduceus? The snake with the staff? Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool tattoo. Absolutely. Oh, no, is it like the glitter henna that you can get at the fair? <laughs> It is not. The magical ink itself does glow, but it doesn't glow once it goes into your skin. It appears as just a simple black line. Okay. That still sounds really cool. Yeah. Like in real life, I would never have a glowing substance shot into my skin. But in this situation, totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's magic, baby. Right. (laughs) All right. So snakes and staff adds two to your medicine. Perfect. And thank you to our patrons for gifting this to our uh, players. Thank you so much. Thank you so all. Y'all are awesome. So now that you guys all have your magical tattoos, Amber will say, did you want me to come with you for the medallions? I'm down. I can bring this and we can look at Scurvy's place together. You can bring what? The medallion. She said that would help us find her elixir. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think so. And and while we're on our way, I did have a question about, you know, I, I know a lot about daggers. I may not use one. Uh, but I know a lot about them in my time uh, with with my church. Uh, do you mind if I take a peek at that dagger that you picked off that guy? Yeah, sure. Here. She'll pull it out of her pocket and spin it in their hand and then hand it over to you. With my newly tattooed Investigation Plus, I'm going to roll Investigation. Okay. Do we trust her? Twelve. Can you trust her? Is up to you guys. Yeah, I would say make an insight check, but I'm pretty sure insight's negative too. <laughs> so it is it's a dagger found from a shop locally probably doesn't seem anything special about it and as she did point out it's not particularly sharp like it wouldn't have done a great job it would have gotten through the skin but it's probably been you know used to cut up shit wood paper i don't know you know things people cut like wood and paper yeah what are things people cut with blades fish coconuts and coconuts yeah there's a definite fish coconut smell to the blade <laughs> gross <laughs> oh I, I do have a question uh, why would you why would you take this dagger off this guy i mean it doesn't it, it smells bad number one 
And number two, it's not really sharp. It's not, doesn't quite look very useful. Why would you want this dagger? And she hands it back. You can sharpen a blade and I can replace the handle. Inside on that. Give it a nice metallic handle, something stronger. I can clean this up. Could be a good paring knife. 18. Uh, she genuinely seems interested in taking apart and redoing the knife. Okay. I mean, you can find a blade anywhere. I mean, this one doesn't seem particularly worth the time. But, okay, you know, everybody has their hobbies, right? It was free. That's fair. Okay. Before we go, does anyone else have anything magical that I need to know about? Cookies? Or a wolf person? Anything else going on that I should know about? Uh, I'm... I am kind of indebted to a, a godlike figure that is magical. Is that, I'm not sure what exactly you're asking for. I'm curious what's in the screaming box that you're holding. <laughs> oh, that's just Frank. You know what? I don't care anymore. Did you want to go? Frankly, I would love to. <laughs> what do you mean you don't care? Oh, bullshit. Yeah, I really don't care anymore. We can go. She'll uh, open up the door for you all to leave the shop. We go. I go, at least. Before you guys leave the shop, because <laughs> I forgot to mention that there was a, a metal statue of an octopus on the bar, but there is. Uh-oh. Uh, Amber says, Rusty, we're going. And the metal <laughs> octopus statue on the bar starts to whir. Gears start to work internally that you can see through it. As the legs begin to extend out and lift up the body, dark eye sockets begin to glow, glow a bright blue. This metallic octopus, this metal handworked octopus, magically slithers over to Amber, crawls up her body, and sits on her shoulder. Oh, this is Rusty. Remember when I said I make stuff? I made him. Cutest thing I ever made. <laughs> they look at Rusty. You're so fucking cute. That is wild. How, how in tarnation did you make that? You know, what I do is I find stuff on the ground that people have, and I take it, and then I make new stuff with it. Are you planning on making an octopus out of that knife that you grabbed? No, I plan on making Rusty an octopus knife. <laughs> well, aren't you going to need seven more of them knives? Yeah. Did you see any more of these guys? <laughs> That's pretty handy. Did, is one of them wearing, like, a knife skirt? <laughs> 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 going to make him a little octopus knife. He can go stabby, stabby, rusty, rusty. This is the most fascinating thing Cherry has ever seen. Like, she is in love. I just imagine as Cherry's walking, her face is just staring up at the octopus. Yeah, just staring at the octopus the entire time. As you're walking towards the woods, the uh, octopus will slither down Amber's body and end up walking alongside Cherry and hold up one of its metal tentacles for your hand. She's going to pull, like, a, something from her basket and just give it to the octopus to, like, hold and stuff. It'll hold it with one of its other tentacles, just holding it up. Oh, my God. This is the best day of her life since she's gotten here. <laughs> can we leave? Yes, you can leave. You've gone, you're gone. You're walking towards the, walking through town, walking into the forest, getting back to Scurvy's house. And so you now have uh, the medallion that Amber brought along. And Rusty's there just kind of kicking it with you guys. Rusty starts cleaning up right away. Rusty sees all like the potions and shit on the ground and just starts picking up the bottles and putting them back. He's really helpful. That's all he does. Just awesome helper. Plus he's cute. Cute as fuck. Uh, 
I do believe he's tampering with the scene. Who has the medallion? Amber does? Amber does. She's willing to hand it over to you guys, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, I say, oi, 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 Amber, uh, can I please say the medallion, please? Sure. There you go. She hands it over. take it, and I immediately go to the little chest. What little chest? Wasn't there, like, a chest or something in this room that required a code or something? Yeah, there was something under the bed. Under the bed, there is that, uh, like, safe door, and there's a five-letter code on it. Yeah. I type in Amber. Ah, it does not open. I think this whole time Humphrey is fighting Rusty, uh, like trying to wrestle a bottle out of his hands because he's tampering with the scene of a crime. (laughs) Rusty only needs four of his tentacles to stand on, so Rusty will use his other four to fight you back. That's fair. Can I investigate the medallion? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to give it a, a look over. Oh, thank God. Okay, 19. Seems like a simple medallion. Does it have anything to... It, I, it has no correlation to this five-letter thing. I am not saying that. I am saying you cannot physically see a correlation. Is the medallion breakable? I mean, anything's breakable if you hit it hard enough. Have we investigated the coin? Why are we so... Why is the first instinct to break things? Like, maybe there's a code inside of it or something. Maybe there's a code written on it. Okay, ten minutes into this podcast, you ate your own what? hand. <laughs> Tell me, like, can you explain the medallion again? Because I'm just looking, I'm thinking of a mandala, like, on a medallion, like, on a circle. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just a, uh, on a rope, it's a sun medallion, like a pendant, is all it is. Of a sun. Can I type in fairy? You can type in fairy. It does not work. It's got a sun on it? Yeah, which is irrelevant. Don't, don't, this is not a hard puzzle. (laughs) You sure? Metal. M-E-D-A-L. I type that into the thing. No, it doesn't work. Um, so there was something that Amber did in her shop. Logger. There's something that Amber did with jewelry in her shop that maybe you want to try with jewelry in this house. Explain it? Forge? Did we see them do something with Sure. Yes. I did say that they did something at least. You did? I didn't hear it. Can you repeat it? <laughs> Can you tell me the answer? Can you tell us the <laughs> Can I like recount? Do you remember where Amber got her magic ink from? No. Do you remember where Amber got the medallion, the pendant from? No. No. Was that last episode? <laughs> No, no, that, that was, was this episode. That's literally this episode and none of us. 30 minutes ago. Oh my god. Are you sure you said it? Or were we just yeah. not paying attention? Chris 100% said something and just went one went when one ear went out the other. Like How did you know that Amber was single? She had a ring on her finger. Oh, the ring. Okay. On the right ring finger. And what'd she do with the ring? Twisted it. She put it on. She put it on and then did what with it? <laughs> That's what I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm seven. (laughs) (laughs) So Amber kept the magic ink and the medallion in a floorboard next to her tattoo table. In order to open the floorboard, she put the ring on her finger and then waved it over the floorboard and the floorboard popped open. So then I waved the medallion over the floor. Beautiful. Gears begin to turn, and the five-letter code turns into a nine-letter code. The cylinders extend. Okay, I type in bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely happened. And I type in fairy tale. It does not work. It was a good one. But you are on a very, you're on a good track there. 
So it extended from a five-letter code to a nine-letter code. What about Grintail? That also doesn't work. God damn! Nine. What about what about Fairyland? Uh, I'm guessing Edith remembering the nine letters that they found previously. It goes over and puts in Fairyland. When she does, the safe door opens. Yes! <gasps> it wasn't fine, Larry. It wasn't find Larry. That's so funny. What was the other one? Bird wings or sure. something? <laughs> Bird name. F or something. I look over. I am like salivating now because we're one step closer to seeing the fairy godmother. So, yes. Find I want to open the door. So, inside the safe door, there is a list of ingredients and an empty elixir bottle. As you look through the ingredients, you can see that one of the ingredients on the list is werewolf blood. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, honey, but, um, you know, when a woman enters a certain stage of her life, oh my God. things start to happen every month. Oh my God, just kick me. Somebody just kick me. <laughs> and I... I'm just asking if it's that time of the month for you. Humphrey kicks her. Okay, I'm going to go into a rage. <laughs> And I you guys pull don't out. even have the other ingredients yet. You guys are like, this ingredient we have right now, beat the <laughs> shit out of the little girl. <laughs> Please I, don't hurt uh, her. There's no reason for that. Naturally, blood exits a woman's body. She is, um, um, oi, uh, Edith. Uh, it seems that you are forgetting that maybe, um, she is from a different dimension and maybe the laws of their world do not, you know, abide by the laws of ours. That is very true, but let's find out if it does first before we I, start, like, beating up a little girl. I think, I think I'm so that sorry, possibly it would just be easier if we just, and I pull out my dagger and I am just going to grab her finger and prick it with my dagger. Oh my goodness, did you get her consent? Will I she? love you. You are my little sunshine ray on a, a beautiful rock here, okay? This is for the fairy godmother and science, and you already kicked her, so... I did not! I would never <laughs> kick her. I was just asking about her monthly visitor. Humphrey's holding the bottle underneath the finger that was pricked. Cherry's already yeah, transformed yeah. into a werewolf. Sunshine. Oh, happened to whatever. And every time you mention monthly visitor, her ears go back further and further and further. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, honey. It's a beautiful... I'm just... If we're gonna have to drink this thing, I don't. I don't particularly want to drink this little girl's period blood. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so we can have the dagger prick Cherry's finger and the blood drops into the vial that Humphrey's holding. You now have one of the ingredients. Well done. Somehow we're ending on menstruation. That's how we're ending this episode. We should have probably read the whole we, list, yeah. you know? Yeah, we went straight um, to it. I imagine. I feel like y'all freaked Edith out. Edith read the list and was like, okay, the first one is werewolf and everyone started beating up. <laughs> Uh, we will find out the rest of the ingredients and how you're going to obtain them next time on Roll Gay Roleplay Cursed. Ooh. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find the podcast on RollGayRoleplay.com. I am Brandon. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Hi, I'm Katie. And uh, yeah, I'm still not on the internet right now. Mm. 
Hey, I'm Wendy Williams, and you can find me on TikTok at Groundbreaking33. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye. RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.